The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time for our Friday Forum and we're going to look back at some of the big stories of the week. I'm joined by Fine Gael Shannon, spokesperson on children, disability, equality, integration and privacy rights, uh, Mary Siri Carney, Rayda Cronin, TD Sinn Féin for North Kildare. North Kildare? North Kildare, yeah. North Kildare. And by Alice Leahy, founder of the Alice Leahy Trust. Good morning and welcome one and all. <clears throat> Alice, I'll go to you for your wisdom. <laughs> Lowering the voting age, what do you think? I would have huge concerns because I, I, I think, uh, and at my age, people might think it's just because of my age. But I think um, when you vote, I think it's a privilege to be able to vote and you need to be well informed when you vote. And the the level of discussion I've heard from younger people around politics or the lack of discussion is very worrying. So I think it should be parked, to use the jargon, for the minute. But also, isn't that where, too, they were talking on that about the by-elections scrapping? Yeah, uh, Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't have a representative. It just means the the theory is you'd have a list system and we have it in the European Parliament. If an MEP Mm -hmm. uh, goes Mm -hmm. absent or AWOL or Mm -hmm. dies or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's someone on the list that goes in so they don't Mm -hmm. have to have a Mm by-election in the very cumbersome uh, election, uh, Mm. you know, the, Mm. the... incredible constituencies you have in the European elections, they don't have to rerun. They just, the, the person steps in. But I, and I think that sounds fine. And I think we should get rid of a lot of the bureaucracy and red tape. But I have seen people who have been co-opted in at local elections uh, because they know somebody and, and then maybe they become Lord Mayor and they leave a lot to be desired. So I think some thought needs to be given okay. to it. Cautionary tale there. Okay, uh, Mary, what do you think? Votes for 16-year-olds. Uh, I think that, first of all, a a change is very likely coming because we have the Electoral Commission going to make recommendations on a lot of policy and procedure. Uh, The Electoral Commission was set up in February of this year and it's part of the programme for government commitment that there would be a review of the Scottish experience of lowering the age to 17. So if we were to take 17 as as the benchmark, at 17 is the age of consent. So I I suppose if we were to do a parity on that, my view would be if you are old enough to consent to be pregnant, to to mother a child and to father a child, then surely you should be entitled to uh, okay, so also can, have a say on who a, become... A, become a mother or a father. But you can't Get vote. married, um, but you can't... You, at the moment you can't vote, but under this idea of yours, you could vote, but you couldn't buy a drink in a pub. Yes. So all the, we actually need to review it in the context of the maturity. I, I would think that young people uh, at so 16 and 17 to are probably on the old, onerous responsibility of bringing a child into this world and raising mm-hmm. them for 40 or 50 years before you shuffle off the mortal coil, um, but not old enough to buy a drink in a pub. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. We, we need to have some sort of consistency across what we consider an age of adult and an age of responsibility and maturity to take on all oh, of those Reza. responsibilities. Well, the, the not being able to buy a drink at a pub is a, is a health reason, really. I would be in favour of... Is it really a health reason or is it a... You well, know, kind it of it is a health reason, yeah. To drink, avoid antisocial behaviour and people out of their trees when they're drinking 17. Drinking the age of 18 would be a health reason. But I would be in favour, and a lot of youth organisations as well are in favour um, of this. I know that uh, Shannon or Finton Warfield has a bill going through the House, I think with uh, Lynn Ruan, Senator Lynn Ruan. And I also spoke on a bill in the Dáil, I think it was Thomas Pringles. Um, and I, I spoke on that in the Dáil in favour of it. 
I think it would give children, uh, young people, a stake in you society. Said it. You said it, children. Yeah, children, yeah, a stake. Should children be voting? Young adults, um, children, uh, a stake in society. And I think that would be important. I think it would also be something that we could look at, perhaps in, you know, when I was, when school was called civics. But um, I think it is important that, that young people have a stake in society. We will, I would be supportive of it. Um, and for 16 year olds? Yeah, for six, for, from 16 plus. A lot of the youth organisations, I think Tisha Cleaver Adgar also said that he was, he was in favour of, in favour of it, and certainly mm. looking to it, looking to it, and I think it would be good to bring it, introduce it in time for the local elections and the yeah, EU elections. But isn't elections. this all about it's trying to get more away. votes for your? I mean, well, your Mary, you don't mm. actually manage to, to to call any of these votes because the Shannon works in a different way, unless you run for mm. the Doyle. Uh, but Ray, that you would be hoping to garner loads more votes from a young cohort, wouldn't you, in a Doyle election? Well, I would, but I, I, you know, we at the climate committee, we had a lot of young people coming in to talk to us about climate change, and I was blown away by their maturity, by their uh, their vision, by the um, enthusiasm they had, and and that that radical kind of edge that we do need to introduce into um, our, for climate policy. So I would be all in favour of it. Absolutely. Alice. Well, I think we need to have a much broader debate. It's not all about climate change. I mean, climate change is a huge issue for our world. Well, I had the minutes of climate change. Yeah, but I think there are all kinds of other issues. I mean, I haven't heard any young people uh, mention our political system. I've heard them all say, well, I wouldn't vote for them or I wouldn't vote for Mm. that. And then you say to them, well, look, we're lucky. We live in a democracy. You should be better informed. You should Mm -hmm. get out there and vote. And I think it's about citizenship. And I think we need a much broader debate where you have young and older people sitting around the table trashing it out. Yeah, I would agree with you, Alison. We raised some of the points during the week of the age of criminal responsibility. So the and and some of the commentators were saying, oh, no, you couldn't reveal the identity of a 17 year old who committed an antisocial crime, attacked someone, knifed somebody. Uh, But on the other hand, they could vote. Um, You know, that is not consistent either. If you're going to say these kids are old enough to vote at 16, then they are old enough to be named and shamed in the courts. Yeah, which is my point, that we need a consistency across whether it's the drinking, it is parenting, the age of consent, the age of vote, uh, the manner in which we treat uh, young people paying taxes, you know, being taxing contributors to to society in that respect. We need a consistency. However, I I would be more optimistic around young people. My home constituency is Dublin South Central and I have an active campaign with all of the schools there for for young people to come in to visit Leinster House to see it, that it's the people's house and that they should have access to it and that by bringing them in and they see that people they see on the TV they see them in the corridors I don't know what I I think I was in my 20s nothing. for the they first time house and they see nobody there nobody three people well, not over the summer I, and it's not during the term on television or a photo shoot it, it, that, that you're missing you know, you're, 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 that's not what I'm saying no, no, what I'm I, saying is when you go they, on it becomes TV live and you see some of the debates now maybe they're all in their offices as they would claim listening to the debate on their speakers or, or watching Mrs. on a rock this TV and, and they're available at the drop of a of a hammer to come and vote but if you're a visitor to the chamber you're saying where are they all well I think that misrepresents to be fair you cannot take phone calls when you're sitting in the chamber you can't work your computer when you're sitting in the chamber a lot of our lives are I get about 200 listening to the debate so I have a monitor as does Reda Mm. we have a monitor in our offices and the Shannon is permanently on when I am in my office 
if I'm not in my office, I am either at meetings, I'm in a committee meeting or I'm down in the actual Shannon chamber where you're scheduled to go in and vote. But to get any work done, mm-hmm. you couldn't permanently be sitting in the in the uh, in the actual chamber. So it, it's an unreasonable situation to represent us as if we're not sitting in the chamber, no, but you're we're bringing not working. Them in. I mean, do you make sure there's well, a, so when a we're posse bringing to them round in, up the TDs to make it, sure there's a few people? It's not about that, Pat. It's about the them seeing, seeing the Shannon and seeing the doll actually operating. It being able to engage. I engage with classes on the plinth. I talk to them about what are their issues? How do they deal with scooters? Things like that. What are their views? And they actually have quite well-rounded opinions Rena? and that's very heartening to hear. A lot, a lot of the work, I know I, you do hear that story, but there's, there's nobody in the in the Dáil Chamber. Which is but true a lot most of the, the work, time. Yes, which is true a lot of the time, around, except around leaders' questions are important debates. But um, I would try to try to be there if there was a very important debate going on. But it's, you can't do any other work when you're in the Dáil Chamber. You're, it's not, it's frowned upon to bring your, um, to be on your phone if you're checking emails on your phone, responding mm-hmm. to people. So, um, and and the work is done at the committee stage, really, you know, at, at committees in in um in the in the houses of the Iraqis. That's where a lot of the work tends to be done. So yeah. and, and the problem is for people watching on television on the six one news or whatever, what they get are the most colourful contributions, either exchanges between the leader of the opposition and the Taoiseach or the Tonishta, or else they get a Michael Healy Ray speech mm. or they get a Matty McGrath contribution, which mm. is more entertainment sometimes mm. than politics. Yes, and so in a way, nine. Pat, the discussion we're having here, uh, I think uh, what you're all saying about you know, your monitors and your computers uh, and nobody in the doll and your phones and all of that, I think an awful lot of people aren't aware of the work that goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And if they were aware of the work that goes on behind the scenes, I mean, I live in the real world out there too, like the rest of you, and I follow politics with great interest. Mm-hmm. But an awful lot of people don't realise the work that has to go on behind the scenes. And that's where I would have a concern that we need to broaden it out and, and get and, and listen to what people who've become disillusioned with politics And are maybe saying. if the voting age was reduced that that could happen in schools as well where, where um, Haven't stu- teachers stu- enough to be get, doing now they'd be telling you get involved They've in, got involved to do sex in, education they've got to uh, you know they will say this is not our job on top of everything else we're required to do. But it's reasonable that understanding how our democracy works and all of the elements to it, not not the 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 vote. The vote moment is the high the high profile moment. Yeah. But all of the so for if a bill is going through, I'm spokesperson as you introduced me. I'm spokesperson on children and all all of the rest. If a bill is going through the Shannon that is relevant to that particular department and Minister Roderick O'Gorman. I meet all of the all of the focus groups. I meet all of the advocacy groups in advance. I will have by the time I sit there listening to and contributing no, to that see, debate. Look, I have met. I with have all no of doubt that you do a lot of hard work, both yourself and Rayda as parliamentarians. And, and many others, amateurs and DDs. No doubt yeah. about that. But the the real question is: Is there any real demand from sixteen year olds that they want the vote? I mean, anyone who doesn't have something. Whether, you know, if you ask them, do you want to drink at 16? I'd say they'd be quicker to say, I want to drink Mm. at 16 than I want to vote at 16. But the truth is that with all the hormones raging at 16 and 17, you really have other things on your mind. 
But, but the school curriculum in the democracy. You've got the school yeah, the yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Of our democracy You've CAO is really points, vital. You've the mating game and all of that. Mm. Uh, I mm. suspect, and maybe I'm wrong, that the last thing on the agenda really is wanting they also, to, it's, to It's vote. also um, shown that the younger peop- you are when you, make your, when you make your first vote, the more likely you are to continue to vote. And, you know, if you, if you turn 18 just after an election and there's no local elections for another yeah. Four or five years. I think that's you know, logical. You are, yeah. you are less the earlier likely you to vote, vote. So the, the earlier more likely you, vote, you are to repeat. Yeah. You know, I would repeat. never miss a vote. I was remember being really excited when I got my first vote, mm-hmm. and I think that sixteen-year-olds mm-hmm. might get more um, excited about that adult responsibility, and then would continue to vote because mm-hmm. voting is. Yeah, my my passion for politics began pre-teens watching the, uh, in the years when we had a government change every 18 months and less than that in times in the the Garrett Fitzgerald era. But but also you you had the prize fight that that was the debates between Charlie High and Garrett Fitzgerald, Mm -hmm. which certainly added to the interest in, in politics. Because there were mm. these set pieces, and you know he was cast as the mm. devil, and Garrett was the angel, and um, mm. <laughs> you know and that, that's what like kept that, us. No. Well, Mary Lou would claim. Well, yes, um, I'm not sure Mary which Lou, role yeah. she would claim. That's for a leader's debate near to a general election. We want to move on to to policing, and we had the guard commissioner on the show during the week. He's not for turning on his ambition to change the rosters. He has a problem admitted about uh, Garda recruitment and uh, retention. And he's aware, he says, of, you know, people having the perception of being unsafe, although he would be doubtful that people are as unsafe as they perceive themselves to be. What do you say, Raida? I find it extraordinary. My father was a superintendent in the guards and I find it quite, it's, it's amazing. Like it is a matter for the GRA, what they want to have a call a confidence, vote, confidence vote, yeah. on. But um, I think it does. I was talking to my mum last night. I was out with her and I was just saying, what do you think Daddy would think about uh, voter confidence in the Guard Commissioner? And, you know, we just, it really does show you how how bad morale in the Garda Chicana, in the rank and file of Garda Chicana is for them to actually do that. That, you know, it's kind of, it's like a... Okay, this is the unthinkable. This is the it appalling vista. Yes, so it does show you how bad morale is in the in the rank and rank and file Alice. for them to suggest. Yeah, I I think it's very sad, really, because I think we've always been very lucky with the police force we have. I've met people at all ranks in the, and I've met students down in Templemore recently. I also met the guard, the commissioner, formally and informally. And I, I think there is a problem with recruitment and I can understand why people would be a bit afraid going for the guards now because uh, of what they see happening. But then on the other hand, because of the lack of appropriate services where, where these problems should be tackled at, the, at a much earlier age, the guards are very often the only ones who are called to address those services. So I think their frustration is probably coming from all kinds of areas. They're the ones who were called and we saw what happened during the pandemic. So I think it is said that uh, that it has got to this stage and, and I would hope that 
dialogue maybe uh, may continue, although it looks as if it wouldn't. But, but didn't they bring the outsider in to uh, crack a few eggs to make a, a different omelette to the one we had before? Well, I, and, and I think we've always had a very good police force and very dedicated people. And I think the powers that be who brought in somebody from outside uh, to sort out the problem without looking at the values that our police men and women had and the service they provide in the community. So I, I think questions need to be asked about all these oversight bodies who are deciding what's good for people on the ground. And that's not been addressed. All right, Mary? I I think that a lot of our our policing is unseen. I think that we have the visible policing on the streets, but we also have a huge amount of detection work, a huge amount of community work. And the commissioner did list the thousands of arrests that have been made and all of that. Absolutely. But a huge amount of hard work go on by the Gardaí in the the background. I think, and and, and we see that. I'm I'm chair of a drugs task force. We always have Gardaí representative that. We we give the feedback of what's going on with the drugs task force that's directly on the ground um, and that's responded to that's that's we are, we receive great reassurance of just how much the guard are engaged. So and we see in the last in the last week a, a conviction of a forty for after forty two years of murder. That's the, so. There's a lot of unseen police work going on, and it's only when the conviction is landed that you go back and you see just how much. Okay, the but we clearly so the don't. Value of, we don't of have enough uh, of a guard the mm. force for the growing population. I mean, mm. we have relatively mm. few more than we had when the population mm. was uh, under and four that, million. I, I, I think that the, addressing that is, is certainly something that is a government priority. But we also have had increases. The, the latest guard, the recruitment, had over 5,000 applicants. And so far this year, each intake has shown an increase in the growth in the numbers that are okay. that are joining the guard. And we certainly don't want to lose all the experience because people Absolutely are leaving not. before their time. Yeah. Uh, this notion to reduce the voting age to 16 is ridiculous. Very few are Greta Thunberry's and don't have the maturity to make reasonable decisions at that age. Let's face it, at 16 they're rebelling against their parents and want to become the alpha male or female. Their idea of mature decisions is to make love not war and go off to San Francisco with flowers in their hair or run away to join the circus. That's from Rob. Maybe voting at 16 is a solution to not being able to name 16 and 70 year old hooligans at the moment. Maybe that would be a price worth paying, says another. It looks like we're going to have regrettably an extra 19 or so TDs at huge cost in the first uh, year in excess of 200 million. What we need is less TDs to bring us in line with the majority of countries around the world. 100 to 120 is enough, says uh, David Smith. Uh, Voting at 16 is complete rubbish. If you can't drink or drive at 16 because your brain isn't fully developed, how can you decide the future of uh, a country? Um... At the age of 18 to 20, my friends only signed up for voting in college because they got free condoms or jelly cola bottles. I don't think 16 is the right age at all. I know a lot of my peers, if they got a chance to vote at 16, would actually take the mick out of the vote. It's so easy for 16-year-olds to be swayed uh, to a certain line of opinion. So mixed uh, views there, but mostly along uh, one particular line. The data breach will stay in policing in Northern Ireland. What do you say to that, uh, Mary? I mean, it's not in our jurisdiction, but the implications could be severe. It, it is an extraordinary breach. And really, uh, my my heart goes out to families that are nervous. There are those that are actually in the PSNI, but also then all of the support staff whose names are now out in the public domain. And I mean, I heard a, and who one they're report. working with. If they're working yeah. with MI5, for example, yes, they have exactly, been identified exactly. publicly. So it is a, 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 a certainly a very, very serious breach. And we need, from a, from a privacy perspective, wearing a privacy hat, there needs to be serious ramifications. But the 
serious ramifications are too late because the data is out in the public yeah, domain and, now. And, I mean, anyway, I don't know who pressed you know, the wrong key on the keyboard, but, but uh, how it seems are there to not be. protocols? Yeah, how is how, that not the case? I mean, I'm how? a basic data protection officer in some instances over in, in my previous as a career as a barrister. And uh, I mean, I have protocols before anything is released with any organisation yeah. I work with. There's something when I'm like writing an email that might be sensitive, possibly. I don't put the uh, recipient in Absolutely. until yeah, I finish the email and itself. I'm happy. Yeah, brilliant. That it's, 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 yeah, that's, right. one, that's yeah. one of my written standard right. operating procedures. It, it, is, it is shocking to, to hear to hear that they, these this was given out so, this information was given out so easily. And I believe... Distant, and there had been another hack uh, that, yes, that robbed other information well, prior information to this. From a, from a laptop. I, it, it, there was a, an emergency meeting yesterday. It is shocking to think that, and especially after the um, attempted murder of, John, of Detective John mm-hmm. Caldwell. You know, mm-hmm. it's so it must be so difficult for um, children of of uh, pl- yeah, police force and indeed Garthy mm-hmm. in, in Ireland in the Republic as well, because you when you see the amount of abuse that that that, that Garthy and that um, PS and I would would get mm-hmm. in, in the North. No, the Republican distance claimed to have access. Claimed to have access. The, access yes, information. Well, it was online for for several hours, so yeah. you know that they, they could have, and it is. How did that happen? And you ha- we have to make sure it can never happen again. And the, the policing um, board... Up but the genie's out of the bottle. To, it That's is the out of the bottle. But the, there has to be protection given, given to those officers that, um, who's, who are who, in sensitive who, situations. Alice? I think it's truly shocking. shocking. And, and I mean, I would be thinking of, uh, of the families affected by this. It's mm-hmm. horrific. But I think it does point to the dangers of technology because obviously somebody pressed a button. Uh, and I, I often wonder if there's enough time given to the people who are there who are in a position to maybe press a button like we've had in the HSE and other places and are rushed to kind of do things Kind of now, this appears to have been in response to a freedom of freedom information yeah, request about a particular yeah. officer or officers. I'm not yeah. sure of the, the, yeah. the forensic detail of it, but maybe there's something about, you know, police forces should not be subject in any way to yeah. those kind of inquiries. No. And then who dealt with the, the, the question when it came in? You know, was there oversight there? But, but you're dealing with sensitive characteristics of data that, that a, a police force should have a very robust, first of all, yeah, I mean, we, we know the experience in the Oireachtas, it, it becomes almost impossible at times to print because they're updating the levels of security all of the time because we're under attack. It's assumed that police forces are exactly the same. Yeah. So it says something peculiar that an individual in resp- had this impetus to immediately release on, on, on Freedom of Information. Mm. So and you got to ask, why were they afraid uh, to we act don't know. So, I mean, that they acted so sometimes quickly without caution and protocols? are given to people who might just yeah. be a summer intern or something. Yeah. You know? but, inexper- but that shouldn't. Inexperienced yeah. people should not act. Not like something so office, We have officers who are, who are in charge of Freedom of Information and yeah. I would know. Yeah. They would you get an email. Know. Yeah, and Look in be, um, we, we have to leave it there. My thanks uh, to all three of our guests today. Mary Siri Carney, Fine Gael, Shannon Spokesperson on Children, Disability, Equality, Integration and Privacy Rights. Uh, Sinn Féin TD for uh, North Kildare, Ray the Cronin TD. And to Alice Leahy, founder of the Alice Leahy Trust. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.